Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that has historically delivered sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So I, I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or... Call or text 988, available 24-7. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut Thursday, October 13th edition of the program. We have the Biden administration running for cover as the latest inflation data comes out. And so what are they going to do? Oh, that's right. A January 6th insurrection hearing underway today. They're going to subpoena Trump. Oh, my gosh. What are we going to do? Trump's going to show up. He's going to definitely slap them around verbally, perhaps even physically. Like, everyone just needs to calm down in the Democrat Party. You're going to lose, libs. Stop trying these last-minute shenanigans. We'll discuss that. Oh, speaking of Biden, the Saudis, and getting slapped around, tell everybody that, yeah, the Biden administration wanted them to... Hold off on the decrease in oil production until after the election, you know, to trick people into thinking maybe the economy is a little bit better than it actually is. We will uh, get into that. 
And uh, also other important bits of information for your viewing and listening pleasure. So thank you for being here today. You've heard me talk about Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, because he's awesome. And his company is amazing. And they support so many shows from the right like this one. But you've helped build MyPillow into an incredible company. And you've trusted Mike Lindell to give you a good night's sleep. In fact, I sleep on Mike Lindell products every single night. So I'm right there with you. Mike's latest incredible deals on the Giza Dream Sheets from the Giza region of Egypt. That's where the best cotton comes from. That's why they make these Giza Dream Sheets. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets are at the lowest price ever. So isn't this the best time you can get them? I started to sound like Andrew Cuomo there for a second. Giza Dream Sheets, the best, the lowest price. $39.99. What do I mean by that? I mean you can pay $39.99. If you were to look over here at this chart, you'll see... Um, 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets coming in as low as $39.99. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, check out this flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets along with other limited time offers. Enter promo code Buck. You gotta use that promo code. Promo code Buck for these great radio specials. That's mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square to check out this flash sale. On the Giza Dream Sheets, that's promo code BUCK. All right, now let's get into it. So what happened today with inflation? Uh, the short version is it's bad. It's bad. The data, if Fauci was an economist, uh, shows that the country is suffering and inflation is high. It is, in fact. Inflation is still at 8.2%. Uh, it is the highest mortgage rates you're seeing right now in 20 years. And you've got uh, prices excluding energy and food rose 6.6% year over year. This is a mess for the libs. Put simply, a mess. They know this. What are they going to say about it? What they, what they want, just to understand uh, for everybody, but what they want to do is to tell you, hey, we had nothing to do with this. This is just, you know, the way the economy functions, man. It's just like big numbers and stuff. They, they don't want people to say, hold on a second. The Republicans have been saying, don't spend that much money. That's crazy. And Democrats have said, well, we're going to spend all the money. And they did. And the bad thing that we said would happen, inflation, is happening. So, you know, if it's as though we were telling the Democrats, hey, please don't. We're all in this boat together. Please don't poke holes in the side of the boat. And they're like, I got an idea. I'm going to poke holes in the side of the boat. And then it starts sinking. And they look at us and they're like, why is the boat sinking? And we say, because you poked holes in it, which is what we told you, you morons. And this is exact. That is inflation right now summarized for you. That is the reality of inflation and the Democrats role in it today. We all see it. We all know it. Um, and now I guess the best they can do is, uh, oh, here you go. Brian Deese, who is their... The Baghdad Bob of the administration's economic policies. Here he is saying our policies are making the difference. Sure they are, buddy. Prices are too high, but the message the president is delivering is that you have a president administration that's waking up every day trying to address that problem head on. And we are making progress. We are making progress on energy prices. We are making progress. We just have to stay at it. And so we have policies that are going to make a difference. We have policies that have already made a difference. We just have to stay the course. Oh, they've made a difference. All right. Made everything more expensive. <laughs> There's the difference. Woo, we've seen it. 
Notice, anytime you hear a Biden administration official say, there's still work to do, we've made progress, but there's still work to do, anything like that, that is their way of admitting, um, yeah, we suck at this, but we don't want to say that out loud, so we're just going to come up with something else. They're just going to come up with some other way to tell you about all this stuff. Uh, it is madness, folks. And so then that brings me to January 6th, the, the in, so funny, they call it the insurrection investigation over at CNN. At Fox, they call it the, the riot, you know, the January 6th riot. Yeah, it was a riot. Okay, bad idea. Didn't like it day one, thought it was bad, said so at the time. It's not an insurrection. We all know that. Only morons say it's an insurrection, like CNN. Uh, but the funny part about this is that they really think they're going to subpoena Trump. This is this is the big story, the big reveal today, because honestly, season five or whatever this is of Jan six insurrection, just not really getting it done for me. The acting is a little subpar. The writing a little slow visual effects. I got to say, I, I could not put this on my recommended list on Netflix. It's just not very interesting, folks. Not very good. It's an obvious distraction from. What's actually happening to people, which is they're getting poorer. Democrats have made you poorer, less free, and more miserable. As a country, that's what they've been able to do. Oh, and and uh, more unsafe. And they now try to run from that, too. On, on the crime issue, they're realizing, oh, it turns out letting all the criminals free and not punishing criminals is bad for public safety. What goes up must come down. These are the most obvious things, you know, in in our reality. These things are as obvious as the existence of gravity, but Democrats, we got to gotta make some trade-offs, they figured. There's no trade-off, just bad. The only trade-off is that they get power by lying to people about what will happen. That is the fundamental Democrat trade-off. We say, you're just going to make everything worse for everybody. They say, well, but we'll lie to people and then we'll be in power. That's it. That's what they did on criminal justice. You know I'm right. That's why you're watching or listening. There's no sign of identity theft slowing down. And why should it? More than $14 billion were stolen from identity theft victims last year alone. Cyber criminals, it's a big success for them, right? For the rest of us, it is a nightmare, a huge headache. It's so easy for the bad guys to steal your identity online. But LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself by monitoring your identity and alerting you to threats that you could miss on your own. If you become a victim of identity theft, a U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will be dedicated to your case and work to fix it. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. Save up to 25% off your first year by going to LifeLock.com slash buck. That's LifeLock.com slash buck for 25% off. I tell my family, I tell everybody, you got to have LifeLock. You just, you know, otherwise... You find out about this when your identity's already been stolen and God knows what's happened. LifeLock, they're watching out for you. And then if you have a problem, it's almost like you got an insurance policy of sorts because they'll come and help you deal with that problem. And I've had to have them help me deal with it before, so it's really, really worthwhile. Um, we have, oh my, what else do I, oh, Biden. Not a joke. Not a joke. I mean, the economy's kind of a joke these days, but it's not a funny one. Uh the the Biden administration tried to get the Saudis to hold back on dropping two million barrels a day of of output. They tried to get them to hold back on that um, until after the election. So not in some 
bringing, you know, the uh, they're not actually caring about the big picture here. This is just what is in the short term political interest of Democrat. All that matters. All that matters. Okay. so then when they were pushed on this, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia put out an official letter with like the like the palm tree and the swords and stuff, you know, Saudi stuff. And uh, they put out an official letter that said, hey, look, we know that you guys in the Biden White House, I'm paraphrasing here, asked us to delay this a month, but we don't think it's in the overall economic interest of the market to do so. So sorry. Now, they didn't want this to come out. This is a this is a, a backhand to the Biden regime. This is you know, this is definitely showing them that uh, there's not a lot of respect from the Saudi Saudi regime, Saudi uh, monarchy, such as it is, for Biden and company. And uh, here is here is an example of a reporter. This was this guy's actually doing a really good job talking to Brian again, the Baghdad Bob of Biden's economic policies. This guy Deese, a reporter, drills down on this question of Did you ask the Saudis to basically fudge the numbers on the price of gas just before the election for the most obvious reason, just so people think, Oh, maybe Biden's not such a moron. And is that what happened? Here's how that went. Brian, the Saudis themselves said this morning that the U.S. requested a one-month delay to the OPEC Plus output. I wonder why that would be. Brian, can you tell me whether you did ask the Saudis for a one-month delay to that decision? Are they telling the truth? Look, we clearly communicated our views to OPEC members that we thought it was short-sighted for them to take uh, the action that they were contemplating, and they announced. Brian, you didn't answer the question, so I'm going to ask it again. Did you ask the Saudis to delay that decision for a month. Are they telling the truth or not? Look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, to, to uh, get on, on, on air and disclose private conversations that well, members of our administration have with it's not private. The Saudis have shared it with us. With You've got the opportunity to say it's true or not. Is it true or not? What I will say, what I will say, what I will say clearly is that the communications that we've had with OPEC members and continuing have been based on our assessment of the economic circumstances of supply and demand in global oil markets. Ah. Uh. That's yes, by the way. We, we all know that that's very obvious what's going on here. He's cornered and just doesn't want to take the political hit for his side of saying, yeah, we basically told the Saudis, keep pumping out that oil. Don't make any change until after the election. If they wanted to say keep pumping that oil as far as the eye can see, I'd say, oh, maybe they're making a macroeconomic push here. They realize fossil fuels are the lifeblood of the economy. Oh, no, no, no. It was just a little delay. Fudge, fudge the uh, schedule a little bit to help the libs. Didn't work out for them the way they thought it would. Now people know there's desperation. There's desperation. There, and there's also just no respect for this, uh, this Biden regime. That's for sure. Um, John Fetterman is running, as we discussed yesterday on the show, and it's putting people in this very uh, odd position of having to talk about a guy who had a stroke and point out that he is incapacitated still by this stroke and therefore should not even be considered a possible candidate, certainly in this cycle, for the United States Senate. But Democrats are power hungry and ruthless, so they just do not care. So we're all supposed to avoid observing what is plain for anyone to see. That's that's the game here, right? You're just not supposed you're supposed, oh, I don't see anything. Trevor Noah, the um, just deeply unfunny comedian handed a platform that was massively successful and turned it into a total nothing. Uh, he had the 
Well, he's not the only one who's saying this. There's this move on the left, the Democrats are trying to make it seem like having a stroke and then having uh, cognition issues is somehow similar to a person, let's say, losing their limb uh, in warfare from enemy action. Here's Trevor Noah. I'm not vouching for Fetterman over Dr. Oz or anything like that, but I do think this whole debate is veering into the territory of saying that people with disabilities cannot be lawmakers, which is trash, all right? Especially since America already has disabled lawmakers serving right now. It shouldn't be disqualified, right? Dan Crenshaw is missing an eye. Tammy Duckworth lost both her legs, right? And Mitch McConnell, he's literally melting all the time. Okay. This is so transparently stupid as an argument that it's it feels like a frustrating waste of time to even. But there are others who are saying this, too. Having issues of mental cognition, as in not being able to process information, not having all your faculties of judgment and decision making functioning is different from losing a leg or an eye to enemy action. Obviously. Obviously, but. You see, they're they're desperate, and beca- and and as a result of that desperation, they're making arguments that they have to know at some level are flimsy, absurd, obtuse, idiotic. They don't care. All they care about is will this serve the purpose of running out the clock on this Fetterman election, so that people will just go, "I guess Fetterman's okay. He's still running." Sure, he doesn't seem like he really is all there and he has to read off of a screen. But this is what we are uh, what we are up against. This is the reality of what we're dealing with. And everybody should just be very aware. The other side, they they have no principles. In this stuff, there's no principles. It doesn't matter what they used to say and know what they say now. Total contradiction, abandonment of common sense and reason. Just just about power dynamics. Whatever works is what they will do. Whatever works for them, not whatever's best for the country. The country, the country's interests are irrelevant. The Democrats' ability to be in charge of the country is all that matters. To wield the apparatus of government. That's the single most important thing to them. Um, This was interesting. AOC was confronted by shouting protesters. She had a A Bronx town hall event for voting to send weapons to Ukraine. And I just wanted to these are these I assume these are Democrats who didn't get the memo that you're not allowed as a Democrat to criticize AOC. She's amazing, stunning and brave, fierce. Hashtag fierce, stunning and brave. Um, You're not you know, she's a social media influencer who happens to be in Congress. So you're not allowed to not allowed to point out things like, hey. Isn't the left in this country supposed to be opposed to war overseas that's not in the actual defense of the United States of America? Like, I I thought they had a whole anti-war peace movement. Ah, not when there's a Democrat in charge, though, and not when the military-industrial complex has major interests at stake. Here are some Democrats giving AOC some, uh, some rough stuff. Congresswoman, none of this matters unless there's a nuclear war, which you voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Tulsi Gabbard, she's left the Democratic Party. You originally voted, you ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start a thermonuclear war with Russia and China. You're playing with our lives. There will be no neighbors if there's a 
Tulsi Gabbard has shown guts where you've shown cowardice. Okay. Now, obviously we've got some Tulsi fans in the audience there. Not not big AOC fans. But if there's one area where I think it's, well, there are a lot of them, but one area where it is very easy to illustrate this point I make about how Democrats are bereft of durable principle instead of situational principle. We have a principle. Tomorrow it's gone. Now it's back. Depends on what's best for them. Instead of having situational ethics, um, what Democrats do on the issue of war and peace is a perfect example of this. Uh, they, the anti-war movement disappears. The left-wing anti-war movement effectively doesn't exist under Democrat presidents. It only exists under Republican presidents as a tool of opposing that administration. This is You play this out, I mean, obviously with Bush, but then you go to Obama... Obama escalated in Afghanistan, surged over 100,000 troops, way, way up from the uh, the number when he came into office. For what? Obviously, didn't work. That whole Obama eight years in Afghanistan achieved nothing. Uh, nothing durable, certainly, because Taliban runs the country. So was there, where was the anti-war movement with all that? Where was the anti-war movement when Obama was, was having drone warfare and blowing up a lot of people along the AFPAC border area, including a lot of innocent civilians? There were a couple of people here and there. By the way, they've since the people who were willing to criticize Obama over droning you know, innocent civilians in the uh, war on terror. They've all become Republicans, basically. Or I shouldn't say Republicans. They've all become uh refugees from the Democrat Party. They have all left the Democrat Party, no longer wish to be a part of that. I think that uh, that says a lot. Um, I think it does say a lot. Uh, Here is Tulsi, by the way, since she's been making so many headlines this week, saying, if you go against Hillary Clinton, the Democrat elites, your, uh, your political future in the Democrat Party is over. I think that the Democratic Party leaders, people like Hillary Clinton, people who've been in charge for a very long time, foment this kind of culture of fear and like, hey, if you go against us, like, you're dead. You're on the list. You have kind of the the very loud activists in the who don't represent, I think, even the majority of the Democratic Party, but the, the AOCs of the world who are almost like these radical religious zealots and they are ideologues and whatever they choose is the battle of the day. If you are against them on that, forget it. You're done. Yep. That's how it goes. Now, I, I've worn, I've been telling conservatives about this. Tulsi Gabbard's not a conservative. She goes to Democrats on a lot of things. But she does break with them on some core issues and really just around honesty and decency. And so on those points, uh, it's very, I think she has a, a very interesting and particularly valid perspective. But, I mean, she's not, she's not about to run as Donald Trump's running mate. I keep seeing people say this. I, I don't think that, look, if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. I don't think that's going to happen. Joy Behar, it was her birthday, so I want to wish her a happy birthday. Along with uh, President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden, who singled out perhaps the dumbest political commentator on television today for a happy birthday. And the whole Biden family, happy birthday, Joy. No one is better named than you. You brought joy to so many of your friends and admirers with your trademark humor and that smile that lights up the room. And as a former teacher, I know that there are so many students out there whose lives you've changed. 
You speak your mind. You speak from the heart. You stand up for what you believe. Both Jill and I are grateful for the time we've spent with you over the years, and and we're delighted. We're delighted to call you a friend. They they really. This is the the president, the first lady. They really like that abject imbecile, Joy Behar. Abject imbecile. They don't care. Look, it's her birthday. Whatever. Her family can say happy birthday. People are entitled to you know enjoy their time with family and friends. This is the president of the United States. This is who he thinks makes smart comments on TV. Pretty stunning stuff, everybody. Uh, That's going to be it for today, though. More tomorrow. Shields high. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, He needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tonta Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that has historically delivered sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. From original art and diplomas to ticket stubs and the keys to your first home, we all have mementos we'd love to put on display. FrameBridge is the easy and affordable way to custom frame just about anything with fair upfront pricing based on the size of your item and fast, free shipping. Plus, your happiness is guaranteed. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started. That's FrameBridge.com. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because... It can bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.